Hey folks, I want to do a quick little video here on, uh, on, on CSS Grid and making the children of a CSS Grid have an aspect ratio, which is kind of useful sometimes, so you can see it here. This is a grid of logos, and these logos are of totally arbitrary size. They're not forced to be the same size, you know, uh, based on the, the PNGs that they are. They're all different, so kind of putting them within a grid I don't know, gives them consistency, makes them look good. But look at how they're exact squares, and those squares shrink fluidly and grow fluidly. And they change the number of columns that they're in and stuff. So let's look at how you would do that uh, while keeping that image inside centered and all that. I'm going to start from scratch here. Even this might not be the final product. It's just... Kind of an interesting thing there. Uh, we're gonna want a grid, uh, and I'm using Emmet here within CodePen, so I can just type dot grid tab, that's Emmet. And then I want some divs inside of that. How many do I want? That's That'll give me one, but I can say times 10 or something and get 10 of them, or I can say within that, give me images within that. Ah, let's do that, okay. So I have a grid of 10 grid items. And I can say dot grid in my CSS and say I want you to display grid. Uh, why can't I see anything? Well, there's just nothing to see. For one thing, each one of these divs has an image inside it, but there's no source, so I can't see the image at all. Um, I could put the letter A, then I'll see the letter A render in here. Okay, uh, good enough. Uh, let's put some columns to it. So grid template. This is my opportunity to set up uh, how I want the, you know, the vertical columns to look in my display grid thing. How many do I want? Well, I could have, I don't know, two. And then if I put the letter B right here in this div, you'll see it over next to it, two columns. Uh, if I put the letter C, it's not going to be a third column. It's going to come back down under A because there's only two columns, so it's going back to the first column. But if I add in another column of equal size to it, then there's three columns. Well, I don't want to specify how many columns. In fact, Grid has a cool way to do that. I can say repeat. Well, for one thing, I could have done it repeat three times one FR. That's going to do the same thing with the columns and it gives me an opportunity. Let's say if it was 12 columns, it just saves me quite a bit of typing. It's easier to understand. Uh, but I can say repeat, not an exact number, but I just want you to auto fill the area. And then how big do I want them to be? Well, I want to say that they're going to be a minimum of, let's say, 200 pixels wide and a maximum of of one fractional unit big. That's kind of neat. So they're 200 pixels wide and they kind of shrink that. That's that column trick. This is probably the most famous line of code in all of CSS Grid. It might change a little bit because that minimum of 200 pixels is a little constrictive. You might want to set it to be at some point where it, once it's a lower than a certain amount, it just goes to 100% wide. Let's not worry about that for right now. That might be a little hard to see, so let's clean this up a little bit. In fact, let's not, it's SAS is turned on here on CodePen. Let's not even use SAS because we're just going to go raw CSS here. Just we don't need any tools, do we? Uh, so the divs within the grid are, let's say, background red. And now you'll be able to see a couple of them. Um, but not all of them, you know, let me see. I'm going to get rid of A, B, and C because that's not, that's just not what we're doing here, is it? And now you're going to be able to see a couple of things just because the image is inside there. Let's temporarily hide that image to give the true look of this. So there's the 
image inside the div. We're just gonna say display none. Go away. Now you won't see anything at all. It's still if I put A, B, and C in there, you'll be able to see that. We're not hiding the text in there. We're just hiding those images. So there's the the red we can see. We could add a little padding too. Why not? You know. Still, we're not going to be able to see much because there's um you know there's no content in there or anything. So the height that you're able to see there is well. Let's put a gap. That'll be even more clear what's going on. Grid gap of another rem, let's say, and let's kind of push it away. Let's push the, the margin of the body to rem twice as much just to give it some, oh, I don't know, visual flow, you know, that this gap is twice as much as the gap in between. And there's our 10 items. So that's a lot more clear what's going on. In fact, I think grid gap is kind of going away. I think it's encouraged that we use gap. Does gap work in this version of Chrome? Ah, it does, does lovely. Uh, uh, I, I guess grid gap is deprecated, but I, I don't think it's going to be removed from CSS or anything. There's too many sites using it, including my own. Uh, but gap is going to work with Flexbox too. I think that's the thing that's not arrived in kind of all browsers yet, but uh, we'll see. Now, now, our goal is to actually fill these with logos, right? So maybe we should just do that. Um, I put them all on kind of S3 just to have a location for them. CodePen will host your images um, on S3 for you, which is kind of nice. Let me just paste the logos that we have in and see where we're at, see what's going on. Um, did that work? All those images, why can't we see them? Oh yeah, because we hid them with display none. Um, I'm gonna leave that selector in place and remove the display none and we'll start to see these images pop in here. Now, they're pretty big just the nature of them. We're not gonna be dealing with sizing or optimizing them at the moment, of course. You would, though, in a real life environment. We could say width um, is 100% just to force them down so we will see them in there, cool. And uh, we're kind of seeing their, their different sizes at play and stuff there, too. Let's make it black. That might look a little nicer on video, perhaps. Uh, but different sizes, the rows maintain the same heights because that's just how CSS grid works. The tallest one in there is going to stretch the rest of the grid items to be the same height of that row. Really nice feature of grid. Um, I don't think we need to force it that way. If we wanted jagged heights, we could fix that up. But, but this looks good in what we want it. But they're definitely not all squares and they're definitely not all the same. Uh, so let's hide them for another little minute here and figure out how we can get aspect ratios going. They're already fluid width this way, so that's kind of cool. But let's tr um, use a little trick here. So we're going to do got grid div, and we're going to use a pseudo element, which is just going to save us from having to go put a span in each of them or something. Um, pseudo elements don't show up unless they have some content, but we're not going to be using any particular content here. We just need like a fake element that's going to go inside each one of these grid items um, that we're going to use to push the height downward. And what's kind of cool about this property, padding, is that padding even... Um, padding top or padding bottom, which you would think if you used a, a, a percentage like this would be, I don't know, based on its height or something, uh, is actually going to be based on the width of itself. So by saying padding top 100%, we're saying be have as much padding top as you are wide, which is kind of interesting there. Um, maybe we'll make it display block, and that's going to uh, do our trick. These are quite literally squares. So we've solved our aspect ratio. See, just that little magic. You know, if this isn't in place, 
you just don't have the height in place. And even if you put arbitrary content in here, like let's say I took this first one and I put like some lorem ipsum text in there, it's gonna push that first one a lot taller and the second one because they're you know stretching to the height of that row, but it just doesn't affect the rest of them. Just not what we want there. Uh, I'm gonna use this little trick down here to, to force the top. Now, uh, another thing is that it's not, we're not using the height property. I mean, another way to make a square is, is just to force it. You know, we could say that the, you know, the min height here is 400 pixels or something. Uh, and that's gonna kind of force the height too. Although because they're fluid width, the height isn't matching the width and it's not really giving us what we want. That's not an aspect ratio, you know? And to set their width, um, I don't even know if it'll let, I mean, it kind of will let me, you know, but it screws up our columns and stuff. Like you just don't want to be setting heights and widths. Generally in CSS anyway, setting like pixel based heights and widths is just kind of a red flag anyway. You know, we kind of want to be uh, more intelligent about this as we can. So this pseudo element technique is wonderful. Uh, it's got that going just perfectly, but if we unhide our images, what's what's going to happen there? Well, they're kind of going to be plunked in there at a rather awkward position. So there's the pseudo element itself. I can inspect this too. There's the pseudo element itself, which let's colorize so we can see what's going on there. We'll make that red. There'll be this square block in there, and that's what's pushing that logo down, just in case that was kind of confusing, and then and then it's stretching the height. So we kind of want to be like, no, uh, we want you to kind of occupy the same space, both the pseudo element and the logo. I mean, the logo should hop up here. Now, a lot of times with these aspect ratio techniques, what you'll see is that they'll a you'll absolutely position the, ab the actual content up within the area. So you literally use absolute positioning, and we'll, we'll do that too, but here's another way really quick. Um, Let's make the grid items, these divs, into display grid also. So we're gonna say display grid, but we're just gonna leave it at that. And when you just leave it at that, there are no columns and rows explicitly defined. So they'll be like implicit or, you know, they'll be there as you use them and as you define them and as you place things in certain places. So there are rows and columns, but just not really, not ones that we've explicitly declared. We can still place things within that grid though. So if I t tell the image, I want you to go into the grid area, which this can take a named area, but it can also be like start at row one, um, and column one and go to the end of column one and row one. So now we've pushed that up into the first grid area there, which is kind of interesting. We pushed it up on the top. But things in CSS grid can occupy the same area too. So if we have the pseudo element occupy that same area, now they're on top of each other. What do you know? Pretty cool, huh? Um... Now, how to center that, I mean, you just get rid of the red so that we're halfway there now. I wonder if we place items in the center, if that will work. Place items center. So rather than just be at the top there, we can push them down to the middle. What do you know? We solved our entire problem. Really nice, isn't it? I mean, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, sure. Why not? Uh, God, they look good too. I was trying to remember what the problem I had with this. This kind of came up because um, 
here's another kind of situation is that you could tell the image to be height 100% too, which is gonna like weirdly stretch those things. And then the way to fix that is to go object, fit, contain. And then even though the size of the image, if, I think we'd be able to see if we put a background on it, background green or something, because they're transparent, you'd see that. Even though the image element itself is being stretched to the corners, which should stretch the image like that, Object fit is saying, no, don't do that. Don't stretch the image. Just let it be the way it is. Now, what's interesting about that, and this is such a minor little thing, but I think it's interesting, that even though it doesn't look visually stretched right here, if I grab it and drag it, it is visually stretched. Isn't that just odd? I think that's odd. But I guess the way around it is just to not, not need object fit it because I'm not setting the height of them at all, and that works. So that's kind of cool, but let's, you know, here's, I mean, I would ship that. I mean, we're using grid anyway, so why not use grid internally? Let's get rid of all this grid stuff, though. Like, almost, and if I'm working on code pen here, I might be like, uh, take one, and I might save it, and I might make it private, too, because it's just kind of a work in progress here. Maybe I'd fork it and call the fork take two or something, you know, just so I have the old old way of doing things or quote unquote old, I actually quite like that way, but you know what I mean? I'm gonna remove the grid, remove the grid area, anything grid related, we're getting rid of it. So we're still in this place again where we need to put the logo into the space that the, the pseudo element here is occupying. And the one way to do that is the absolute positioning, right? So position absolute tab, pause abs, you know. Um, top zero, left zero. Uh, and anytime you absolutely position, of course, the, the container needs to have the, um, the relative positioning to position within. Cool, cool, cool. Now, it's top left, and we're forcing the width to be 100% because they're all big. You might want to do um, max width, but, you know, just in case the image happens to be smaller than that space, but you know what I mean. Um, now, how do we center it? Well, here's an interesting one. We could, also, we could go margin auto, um, and that's not working, but it's going to work when I go bottom zero. Wow, interesting. So it's kind of stretching that image again, or I don't know, there's some kind of CSS magic at work here that is then forcing the margins of that image to be equal on top and bottom. And that works if I have top zero, bottom zero. Kind of interesting. I could go right zero too to make sure that they're horizontally. They looked like they already were horizontally though, um, dealt with. Although I'm not sure that they were. It just might so happen that they're all wide enough that it kind of didn't need that. But that's an interesting technique for sure. Now it's a little more verbose than this other way, which we could get rid of this, which feels a little magical, but this other way might feel magical to you too. We could say top 50% and left 50%, which is gonna push them away and then use this trick transform, translate, which is normally opportunity, like watch translate X, minus, I don't know, 40 pixels. Watch them pull back to the left. Well, we could say, instead of 40 pixels, we could say negative 50%, which 
which is half as they are wide, which pulls them into place there. And let's do that vertically too, negative 50%. There's the two value syntax and pull them back up as well. So now they're centered as well. Same exact thing. So we basically looked at three ways to do this and we're not gonna have that weird dragging issue either. They should look fine. So that's take two. Maybe we even call it take three because we're using the translate technique instead of the auto margin technique. Uh, but that's a lot of stuff. So we, we got our grid going and looking good and that's all I wanted to cover in this video. Not too many lines of code either, isn't it? CSS has got all kinds of superpowers these days. Bye-bye.